right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Daily Dimensions podcast. As always, I am your host, Smitty, back with another one, man. And I am joined by uh, the GOAT, <laughs> the man himself, goat, you. goat man, uh, Andy St. Floor. So for those of you who don't know Andy St. Floor, Andy St. Floor had this earth shattering 40 time. Uh, got an NFL tryout and is now transitioning into skeleton racing. And, you know, I've seen your story. We was talking earlier. Right. I've seen your story because, like, you're from Connecticut. You're from the area. So, Connecticut, we got to support each other. Of course. So, I see it. And I'm like, oh, that's dope. Like it. And then I move forward. Of course. And we was talking about how you had seen some of my stuff. And, like, you see it. And then we move forward. But just how we met by chance was even doper. For sure. Yeah. So, um, we both know Lucas. We do. <laughs> and then we both happen to know a ton of the other same people. Um, Gogo being one of them. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Gogo, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alumni of the show. For sure. And things just kicked off organically, and we started talking about uh, everything from skeleton racing to 40 times to injuries. Mm-hmm. So... B- as we got deeper into the conversation, the kind of the theme was like, there's a calling on your life. I so agree. let's start from the beginning, right? So sure. you're at Western New England. Yep. Football's your journey. And then where does it go from there after you graduate? Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, my time at Western New England, it, it, it was a challenge, actually. So uh, I came in freshman, uh, didn't get to play uh, varsity. So I was just running scout team all year. Um it wasn't until sophomore, junior, senior year where I actually got to play on Saturdays in front mm-hmm. of everybody. So uh, a lot of growth had to happen for me to do that. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, my senior year where I actually, as a receiver, that was a position I played, where everything came together, the route running, the catching, uh, the separation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, uh, I kind of had this revelation and kind of like how you said, it was just like this calling on my life Yeah, where uh, – I just had to go play professionally. Um, so once once I graduated, uh, stuff kind of signed the kind of aligned itself for me to do that. Uh, it all started off with first playing semi pro. <laughs> semi pro do it to you. It was well, <laughs> semi pro is a different kind of grind. Definitely, man. So uh, did that for a couple of years. Grabbed some tape off that, um, and then you know I met my first agent uh, in the second year. So uh, she was she was able to get me into some tryouts uh, for some leagues that kind of folded and never came back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also had a Browns and Browns and uh, Redskins trial before they changed their name too. So um, it took a while for all that to really start to pop off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so at this point in your life, you know you're getting these trials, you're getting these different things. Right. Is your mindset like, yo, I'm gonna make it? Like this has to happen. No ifs, ands, or buts. This is what's happening. Absolutely, man. Uh, my mind's already made up. There's no, <laughs> you know, quote unquote plan B. No turning back. There's no turning back. Um, and like the, my biggest thing is just, you know, not living back or fast forward ten years from now and look back and say, you know, what could have happened if I kept going. So yeah, you don't I'm trying to avoid that as much as possible for sure. So, um, and really, it, it really didn't hit me, too, until, you know, I got in front of all these scouts uh, for these professional CFL and NFL teams where, you know, they've complimented me on my athleticism, my speed. So that's why, uh, you know, I kind of had that mentality like, yes, I do belong here. And yes, I deserve mm. to be here. 
So was that like a validating moment for you? Like that's what did it for you? Like, yo, I deserve this. Absolutely. Okay. I love that, man. And then, so you're getting the attention, you're getting the tryouts, Mm -hmm. you have an agent, things are starting to move for you. And then you run this crazy 40. What was the 40 time exactly? (laughs) It was a four, two, six, four, two, six. (laughs) Fast. <laughs> Godspeed. Man. Godspeed. So, um, you know, of course, that translates to a lot of different sports, a lot of different levels of athleticism. Sure. And then so you get this tryout yep. and then the injury occurs. So mm-hmm. walk us through the injury and how that happened. Yeah, I'll actually even take you back to, to the day of the tryout. So, you know, I run the 40. They're impressed by it. I actually got the contract the same day. This was for arena team in Texas. Mm. I called Gogo right after, and he could tell you the story. Um, long story short, February, come February, right before the pandemic, uh, the team folds, and they say, you know, they're not going to have a season. There's no money. Yeah. Um, so I go back to training, wait for another opportunity, um, and it finally came a couple years later uh, for the for a CFL team. Um, and I'm running my 40, and... I end up, you know, tripping over myself, falling over Ooh. on the 35-yard line. Yeah, right. Oh, you was right? Uh, yeah, was that's right tough. That's tough. The end. Yeah, I was okay. disappointed for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I go to the hospital that same day, and I ended up tearing my femur, rupturing my quad, and dislocating my kneecap. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Definitely unfortunate. That's tough, because for some people, it's just like, it's one thing, like, okay, yeah, I tore my ACL, but... That's like what three different things all in one. That's things. tough, man. Yeah, you know my my uh, ortho is you know showing me the X rays and the MRI, and she she even said it herself it was like kind of like a special kind of injury, like the way I fell with so much force, like she's never seen something like that before. Mm-hmm. So, so was it one of those things where like the doctors looking at you and you're like, yo, you may not be able to walk again, or like it may be career ending, or like it's something where there's still that hope there. Uh, I mean, I I. I kind of got the hope, uh, the hope from them that uh, it wasn't over for me. It's it's just gonna take a long, extensive recovery time, mm. uh, which was definitely hard. Especially you know uh, my first six weeks, I couldn't really do much. I was in a cast in a brace, um, just at home elevating. Couldn't go to the gym at all. Yeah, and, you know I'm somebody who works out seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. So seven. Yeah, yeah a lot man. of people struggling with. Two. <laughs> you talking about seven. I think, I think they just gotta find the motivation, and or even just find a partner. I think uh, mm. you know, Gogo and I, we work out a lot too. So uh, I, think, I be seeing y'all man doing the man ups, yeah. trying to fly and all that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, see man, it, for man. sure. Okay, for sure. so now you speak on motivation. What motivates you? You know, so you're 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 going through this injury. Things are falling yeah. into a weird place for you. What motivated you through that time to help you get through that? Uh, kind of like what I said before, uh, I just firmly believe like this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my motivation right there. Plus, my parents and my motivation. You know, there's so much I want to do for them. They've been so supportive of me. Um, so that's kind of where that fire comes from. Yeah. So that's dope that you mentioned you have supportive parents mm-hmm. because for a lot of us. A lot of us black and brown people, especially if you got like a Caribbean background or African background, sure. like when you tell your family, I'm chasing sports, <laughs> like this is what I want to do. A lot of them will look at you and be like, you sure you don't want to do something that's, else? That's exactly how it happens. So yeah. I'm of Haitian descent. My parents are from Haiti. Um, growing up in a Haitian household, I could tell you it's 
it's mainly about school and you know the, your, the profession you choose to, to pursue yeah so if it's if it's anything outside of that they're, they're kind of not interested right? <laughs> it's like what are you doing you're wasting time exactly but uh once they actually saw you know not only was i making progress but how involved and serious i was mm. they they backed me on it and okay. they were like as long as you can support yourself we're gonna support that's you. the big thing yeah as long as you can don't come to us <laughs> don't go broke don't go broke this. try to chase this you better make it work if you're gonna do it exactly that's dope man so i've been able i've been blessed to do that so i love that so transitioning from football yep. you know you you have the injury you know it's a long road back yep. and then you get this call about skeleton racing. Yep. So for people who don't know what skeleton racing is, can you explain that to them real yeah, quick? Cause definitely. I was like skeleton, like the body, like, so right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so skeleton is defined as plummeting down an ice track on a, a carbon fiber sled head mm. first going speeds of like 80 plus miles an hour. 80 plus head first, 80 plus head first, on no ice. seat belt on ice, no seat belt, no brakes. I was going to ask, how do you stop? How do you, so when the, when the race is done, how mm-hmm. do you stop? So basically when you get to the, to the end of the track, uh, momentum kind of slows you down, but okay. they also throw out some, uh, foam, uh, pads and you like, you just slam into it and it just okay. stops you. Completely. God forbid somebody forget that foam. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, they, they make sure once they, they're, you know, they're, they're doing their, uh, security checks. They're like, they're checking the cameras on the track to make sure it's clear to go. They're gonna make yeah. sure that there's a foam there. Okay, because yeah. I'm like, what? Because yeah, dangerous. It no brakes. Yeah, I'm all set. Yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it was definitely interesting transition. So kind of like you said, I got that call before I got hurt um, by my management team. They connected me with the U.S. Olympic team coach, and uh, I went in August uh, last year for uh, bobsled camp. Actually, mm-hmm. so that's how it started for me. And then uh, I learned quickly because of my body type. Bobsledders are more husky, around 220 pounds. I'm 180 pounds. So they, they knew my body type. I would be a skeleton athlete, yeah. which was fine because it came naturally to me. So uh, stuck with it and ended up being pretty good at it. Nice, man. Yeah, sir. So what, what pieces of your game, because, you know, mm-hmm. football is the love. For sure. What pieces of your game directly translated to skeleton racing? Yeah, uh, the speed. Because you got to run with the sled before you jump on it, mm. so they they uh, they target uh, or recruit a lot of you know explosive athletes, a lot of football players, a lot of track athletes make the same transition for the same reason, um, and that's that's kind of like a lot, uh, and then also you know staying calm. Okay, yeah, definitely. You know, you got to be present. <laughs> Going that fast, you got to be in the moment, dog. You know what I mean? Because yeah. otherwise, you know, you mess up and you slam into the wall. And let me tell you, that wall. You done slammed into the wall. Yeah, it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely hurt. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. So with skeleton, right? Because I just have so many questions about this. Because when you go to like high schools or colleges. Right. Don't nobody got a skeleton team. Not at all. So how does that, how do you, let's say that's all you want to do with your life. How do you build yourself up to that? How do you get into that kind of thing? Gotcha. Uh, so there's really no age limit or restriction on it. Mm. Uh, you know, when I went to camp, we had we had some, some teenagers doing it as young as, you know, 16 years old. Wow. Yeah, still in high school. So, uh, but the best way to get involved is uh, to find one of the camps that they do. They do camps year round. Uh, mm. It's kind of like a combine. Okay. So you do all these, you know, the sprint, uh, uh, shot put, I believe, and a broad jump. Um, and then, you know, if they like you, then they call you up and they bring you back for more. But you start off, too, also on, like, what they call, like, this 
it's like a rubber track and it's like uh, a little sled or a bobsled on like some wheels. So mm-hmm. you don't go directly into the ice track yet. Okay. Yeah. So you start on land first before you start, you start first. sliding at 80 miles an yeah, hour. For okay. Sure. And even then when you hop on the ice too, they start you, you know, halfway up the track and mm. you progress your way all the way up to the top. So, okay, so that makes not sense. Just, you know, throwing it to the fire. Because I'm looking at it, I'm like, any other sport, they got these youth camps, and you, sure. you learn the fundamentals first, but I don't For know sure. too many fundamentals about sliding on some ice. No, <laughs> and it's really not much to it, man. I mean, yeah. you steer with your knees and your shoulders, but like I said, the main thing is just staying calm, staying relaxed, mm-hmm. um, and making sure you're in the moment. Dope, man, dope, man. Yeah, it's fun. So, um, with skeleton and everything, yep. I was, you know, Prior to the interview, doing my research, doing my homework, and I come across the News 12 interview, mm-hmm. right? So, with that, they mentioned how you have the opportunity, and help me with the wording here, mm-hmm. to be the first black male representative for Team USA yep. in the skeleton? That is correct. Nice, man. Okay. So, with that kind of, with that ability, with the chance to be able to do that, yep. does that bring any extra pressure to what you're trying to build right now? Uh, honestly, no. Um, no. It would be, it would be, you know, I would be, I'd be honored to do it. Mm. But it's not the only thing I'm thinking about. Um, plus, there's so much more that I that I have to learn before I even get to that point. Yeah. You know, they say there's so many tracks around the world, so they say you, you got to visit each of those tracks at least five times before you even, you know, go to the Olympics to really be considered an experienced skeleton slider. So. Uh, I know the road is long, the journey is long, but if I could represent uh, Team USA or even Haiti, I've seen other countries in this past yeah. Olympics uh, join for the first time ever. Um, it would be definitely a blessing for sure. Dope, dope. So, as of this moment, mm-hmm. you're not completely, like, it's not 100% you have to do it for Team USA. No, not at all. Okay, so you're still like a national <laughs> free agent, for so sure. to speak. Okay. For sure, so... The way the Olympic Committee sees it is they'd rather have as many countries as possible instead of just saturating with the same countries and having, you know, the maximum the maximum number of sliders for those countries. Mm. So, you know, that's why this past Olympics you saw Team Jamaica make a comeback. Yeah, they made that comeback, you man. You know, team, uh, team Brazil had a skeleton slider for the first time ever, you know. So you're seeing all these countries get involved again. So um, whether it's for Haiti or Team USA, either way, you okay. know. I'll be ready. To Have go. you contacted uh, Haiti at all? Not their at coaches all. or anything? No. So it, I think it's it's mainly more of paperwork kind of stuff. Okay. You yeah. Know, just to show, like, you know, I have that blood in me. Yeah, that's that the representation. Correct. Okay. Dope, Correct. man. Dope. Yes. So, you know, you say skeleton, as dope as it is, as much as you have that opportunity here, as great as that is, you know, we was talking earlier, football is still like your number one. Absolutely. So, what are your preparations you're going through now to get back to have that opportunity again at football correct um so right now i'm currently in pt uh rehabbing from my injury i'm eight weeks in uh, i have another four weeks to go i just started jogging today which is a good sign uh my physical therapist says i'm ahead of progression as he would say mm-hmm. uh, but we're being smart about it we're taking our time we're not trying to rush back into anything um, but it's hard though, you know, cause I'm seeing, you know, all these opportunities come up like the XFL just had a whole bunch of combines, yeah. you know, that I would have loved to be a part of, but. And then even the USFL, like and they the just USFL, finished their season yeah, recently, I think. They just finished up their season too. And then, you know, you, you got the NFL summer, uh, open trials and stuff like that. So, um, but you know, I got my faith in God and you know, if I was supposed to go to these things, then I would have been there. But so 
Yeah. Just got to continue to to get back to 100%. And then God got a funny way of doing things, man. He does. You'll have your sure heart so does. set on one thing, and then he'll get you right there and then bring you back just to show you that you could do it. For sure. And then you come back better the next now, time. I can't tell you how many times I've I've experienced that through this journey, <laughs> man. So, it's like I'm right there. Correct. Like, I can see it. I can taste it. I can touch it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just not mine yet. Yeah, it's not mine yet. So with having that experience, you know, you get so close. You get so close, and then you bounce back. You get close, and then you bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, What is it that keeps you going? I know you have this amazing drive and, like, this this mentality, but For sure. is it kind of like this Mamba mentality, for lack of a better word, that just keeps you going? Oh, I don't know if it's that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody could get to that. But that is a different level. For sure. Uh for me, it's again. It just goes back to my purpose, man. Uh, that's that's the motivator right there. So, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm feeling down and out, you know, that's the one thing I ever always revert back to, and that's that kind of you know gets me going back right again. So, mm-hmm. uh, but also it's just having that relentless mentality, just not accepting stuff for what it is. Like, um, obviously, there's stuff out of your control. For example, injuries. Yeah, you COVID. The COVID definitely for you sure. Know, canceling tryouts <laughs> and stuff like that. So you got to wait another year. Um, but it's just, you know, keeping faith and finding, finding whatever motivates you to keep going. Okay. Okay. So now let's think in long-term thinking future, right? Where do you see yourself four years from now? Four years from now, I see myself in the league. Mm. Uh, I've already, I've already earned that contract. Um, but it would have been the right opportunity also. Like, I'm not just looking for any opportunity. So. Uh, I see myself being the professional athlete that I've always visioned myself to be, um, doing work in uh, the community, mm-hmm. whether it's charity or uh, starting my own one. foundation, for sure. Got to always get back, mm-hmm. without a doubt. I think, uh, you know, my biggest thing is, you know, God puts you in certain positions to help other people. So if I'm able to do yeah. that, it's certainly going to It's not it. always about you. It's definitely A lot not. of people get in those positions. It's bigger than me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely bigger than you, man. For sure. Okay, so we got giving back, you know, we got making it to the league. Let me ask you this, right? So let's say, you know, four years from now, the Olympics roll around. There's the opportunity to be in the Olympics or (laughs) there's a contract on the table (laughs) and you got to weigh your options. Which one would you, which one are you choosing at that moment? I mean, either way, it's a blessing, man, but. (laughs) It is a blessing either way. I got to stick to my gut, which is football. I've, I've never sacrificed or gone as hard for anything like I have when it comes to football. Yeah. So that's how I know it's for me. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. I, I like that answer, man. I thought, it, I saw the little hesitation a little yeah. <laughs> bit. It's like the Olympics. Yeah, I, yeah. You feel me? It's different. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know what I would do in your situation, but I, I, you know I, I like mean? that you stick both, into what you feel like, both what you both know are a great is opportunity, Especially on the skeleton side. Like, it's no secret you don't see a lot of minorities in the sport. Yeah. A lot of us don't know what it is and, you know, I think that, you know, having that person, that African-American or minority in it, you know, mm-hmm. it encourages other people to try it out. So I, let me ask you this. How important is it for you as you continue to go on your own journey mm-hmm. to continue to reach back and help others who may be in similar situations that you've gone through to get to that next level? Super important, man. Uh, I think knowledge is that one thing that we should be able to pass down, whether mm-hmm. we're still in it or out of it. Um, and being that I didn't really have that makes me even more inclined to do it. Yeah. You know, cause who's, who's to say that, you know, I helped this kid avoid, you know, a catastrophe or whatever when it comes to training or nutritional health or even just finding the right agent. 
Um, so it's, it's, it's very important to me. It's definitely important, man. Yeah. And it's like access to information is such a huge thing sure. because there's so many opportunities that especially people like us miss out on just For because sure. we didn't know the information. We didn't, didn't know, know it was available, this program, this scholarship, this event or whatever it may right. be. So to see that you have an active interest in that, even though you're not where you plan to be yet, mm-hmm. you still have it in your mind like. I'm going to help. I'm going to make sure. something happen is major, man. So Definitely. shout out to you for that. Hey, appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it. So one thing I like to ask people, you know, as we we start to bring this to a close is, is, is something I ask everybody. So if what what piece of advice, right, what guidance would you give to a younger you that you wish you knew now? Got you. Or you wish you knew then, I should say. Got you. And all this is going to be basically, you know, just what I've experienced and learned through my journey. Mm-hmm. First, I would say surround yourself with a support group, whether it's your parents, your friends, uh, somebody that you know you could vent to, talk to, get, get, gather advice uh, from. Because there's, there's certainly tough decisions that I've had to make. And, you know, having that outside perspective definitely helped with those decisions. Yeah. Uh, so that's one to start. Two. Uh, I know it sounds cliche, but uh, if you have a vision in your heart, follow it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Whether you have the, the blueprint or not, uh, you kind of figure out things along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't hesitate to do that one bit. Um, and I would say uh, don't worry about the end destination. That's mm-hmm. the other thing I've learned. Uh, I've grown so much as you know, a young man just going through this process. Uh, learning stuff about myself that you know I've had to make changes of, um, and uh, yeah, wouldn't change it for anything, man. Wouldn't change it for the world. Nah, I love that, man. <laughs> nah, <not at> all. <laughs> so, uh, where can people find you? Where can people follow your journey? If you want to give out your socials, you know, got to. Yeah, but for sure, I'm sure people would love to follow this journey that you on, man. So, yeah, uh, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram only right now on uh, when it comes to social media platforms. Uh, they can find me at A-N-D-Y-S-T underscore F-L-E-U-R. All right. Sir. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Andy, for coming on the show, man. We appreciate you. Uh, pleasure. Always, man. And until next time, this is Daily Dimensions. Peace.